TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Primal Alternative Podcast, featuring actionable tips from real people with real stories about real food. This show is presented by Primal Health Coach Helen Marshall, who empowers other paleo-loving, thermomix-owning mums to start a sustainable, faff-free business of their own with the Primalista License. The Primalista License brings primal alternatives to the foods we love to our communities, making primal living more doable with less falling off the wagon. The Primalista License is available at www.primalalternative.com. And now, introducing your host, Helen Marshall. Welcome to the podcast. Today I'm joined by Amy Whalen from Primal Punk Fitness. Amy is a certified paleo nutritionist and growing up Amy was interested in just one thing, sport. And in her 20s Amy was an avid gym goer and stuck to the conventional food guidelines consuming plenty of whole grains, cereals, vegetables, low-fat dairy and lean meat. However, Amy was never happy with the way she looked, despite all of the effort that she was putting in. She struggled with sugar cravings and exhaustion for a solid eight years, five of which she was also doing 12-hour shifts in the mining industry. Luckily for Amy, a good friend suggested Mark Staley Apple, and she felt excited and hopeful to get started on her primal lifestyle. What happened after that? is nothing short of a whole life transformation that's led Amy into developing her very own Primal Aligned business. Welcome to the show, Amy. Thanks, Helen. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here with you today. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's so exciting um, connecting with some of my um, big city paleo pals up in Perth. Likewise, my primal buddy. Yeah, so cool. It's so cool. So let's jump in, Amy, with finding out a bit about your story. And I'd love for you to share with us, you know, what what your life was like pre-primal and and how that looked and, and what really brought you to, to your primal shift. Sure. I was always into my fitness, as, as you've said, from a very young age. And... As I got into my teens, I sort of dropped back on the fitness thing and started to do the social side of things. And after that sort of died down for a little bit, I knew my real passion was fitness. I ended up getting into the mining industry. I was very well known for my passion of fitness there. And I knew one day that I wanted to pursue my dream. I carried on doing fitness and my regime, which was before I would start work at 6 o'clock, I'd, I'd get up and this is about 3.30 in the morning. I'd go to the gym. I'd finish work and I'd come home and sometimes I'd even do an extra session. Um, and I found myself constantly exhausted. And it didn't matter if I was at work or at home. My intense regimes were exhausting me. And as much as I Googled and researched more about how to improve myself, it still told me to to stick with the intense sessions and, uh, you know, eat plenty of grains and vegetables and fruit and so forth. Uh, nothing seemed to work for me. I was, I was just constantly tired. 
Yeah. So that does sound like mega intense, getting up at 3.30 to smash the gym before a 12-hour shift on a mine site, which I guess wouldn't just be like an admin job, right? You would be a physical job out and about. That's right. I was actually working underground at the time, so I was pulling hoses off the back of the ute and these hoses were, you know, if you think about firefighters it was it was hoses sort of at that level and uh it was it was constant working all day and I think at the time I didn't understand the value of resting and giving your body a break um we're not actually meant to exert ourselves that much all the time we need to listen to our body and we need to understand the cues that they're giving us. Absolutely. So your intense regimes, like, so, you know, you, you're doing that physical job anyway. Like, to me, that sounds like a workout enough. But your intense regimes, talk us through what it looked like. Like, was it this many squats, that many deadlifts? Did you have kind of a bit of a routine you stuck to? Yeah, I guess I, I did... You know, I, I periodized my workout, so I would do a month or two trying out something and then I would swap it up, which is always a great idea. Uh, however, the intensity of my workouts every single day was the same. So I was training the same energy system day in and day out. Good point. And if you train the same same energy system day in, day out, your body sort of goes into, you know, the plateau mode that we all know about. Uh, we need to do some intense exercise. We need to do some moderate exercise. And we need to do some pretty easy pace kind of stuff. Um, but we have been sort of drilled by the industry uh, to just go hard every day all the time and that's how you're going to get results and it's actually how you become really exhausted and most people are more likely to give up that way and stop training because we, we don't really want to be doing the same thing day in day out no not, not if you're feeling exhausted that's for sure that's so, right <laughs> so other than feeling exhausted amy what are the um, what other symptoms did you have that were making you think, oh, I don't know if this is actually working? Well, I guess there was a bit of a, a depression factor in the fact that you would wake up every day and you would think about having to go through what you did yesterday. One thing that I've learned now with changing up my exercise regime is that every day is different and I choose a different type of exercise and different type of program to do for myself each day. And it just stimulates not just the body, but it stimulates the mind differently as well. Um, if you walk into, uh, you know, a, a cardio high intensity session for a week straight, you know what's coming uh, and you know the pain that's coming and you're not prepared you want something different. It's just the way that that we as humans are built. Yeah, that's right. We don't want to be just doing the same thing and getting bored and tired and depressed and exhausted for sure, do we? Well, it's, it's just like when you go to work, it's sort of like you hope for something a little bit different today, you know, not the same day as you had yesterday in the office or the day before that. 
Mm. Yeah, otherwise you just kind of it leads to kind of boredom, doesn't it? And a lack of fulfillment. That's right. Would be a good way to mention it. So. Um, so meanwhile, you, you were eating the, the good old conventional wisdom um, message of like a low-fat, high-carbohydrate diet, basically. Yes, I mean, I did try to cut down my carbs um, a little bit because I knew that that was going to, well, that was said to, you know, aid in weight loss, etc. However. I found that the more I tried to cut out my carbs, the more exhausted I would get. So I guess when your body depends on carbohydrates for energy, um, you're going to go through that for a little bit. You're going to have to accept that your body is going to crave the carbs to, to maintain that energy. And that was the part I couldn't really – well, I find very hard at the time to accept – yeah. Yeah. So you'd cut down on the carbs, and I think that's quite easy um, for us to get our head around. You know, because carbs equals glucose, and blood and glucose and sugar. I can see, you know, why, you know, I can reduce my carbs. But a lot of us are a little bit more reluctant to introduce fat as fuel because, you know, for the whole of our life, it's been drilled into us that eating fat would make us fat. So, was there much fat in your pre-primal diet, Amy, or were you just basically running on? vegetable scraps absolutely <laughs> not no absolutely none God. that was the problem that was where I was going so wrong and so I, w- I was still restricting my food back to what I what I had read was you know appropriate for my energy expenditure and it was it just felt awful for my body um, it was so deprived. Um, and I found that eating the grains back then, the breads, the pastas, was actually, I felt quite bloated and I felt quite rumbly in the stomach and I had gut issues and uh, I couldn't understand why, mm. um, in which I obviously found out later on <laughs> it's great when you know how isn't it but you know until you know how you just do the best like you say you were doing the best that you could with the information that you knew so so you're you're i'm guessing you're sort of on a bit of a calorie or kilojoule control eating regime that yes carb and low fat and and doing your intense workouts on top of your intense um job so as well as feeling exhausted a bit depressed a few gut issues bloating did you have any other issues like around your, your hormones or your sleep or anything like that? Well, I've always slept like a baby, to be honest. <laughs> I don't think it ever mattered <laughs> what I ate. Um, but definitely affected my energy levels throughout the day. So once I had got to lunchtime and I would eat, you know, whole grain sandwich with lean meat and salad inside, I would often feel really tired afterwards, whereas when I first started to go primal, I found that my energy levels, they don't stoop anymore. They just stay at a constant rate, which has just been an absolute dream for me, especially with busy lifestyle, getting up at, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning and coming home at 8 o'clock at night. It's worked wonders. Yep. Sounds awesome. So... So you found Mark Daily Apple, and, and for those listeners that don't know, uh, Mark Daily Apple it started off with a blog written by Primal Guru Mark Sisson, 
Um, he's the author of the Primal Blueprint, um, and I've certified as a Primal Health Coach and his awesome um, health coach course. And Prim the, the Mark's Daily Apple is a really awesome resource. Like, you can Google anything, right? Mark's Daily Apple, insulin resistance, Mark's Daily Apple, your carb content, and you, you get, like, this amazing... It's just this amazing wealth of knowledge, isn't it? So, so you found MJ. Absolutely. And, and what happened after that? So you, you read about Primal. What did you do then? Yeah, so I came across the website and I started reading and I was just instantly, you know, for me, I'm, I'm pretty intuitive with, with my feelings and what happens to my gut when I read things and when I just started reading his stuff. Um, just something sparked inside and you know I you know I've even been to the point before where I was vegan um, and I, I have tried this and I've tried that and the information that I found on his website just kept sort of linking on to something else and something else and it all started making so much sense um, and I've always been really open-minded, especially in my training as well. I don't just think one one training is, is the right way to train. I think there are several different aspects of keeping the human body fit and healthy. And it was the same with this. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to give this a go. I'm not going to be the judge. I'm not going to judge it. I'm going to prove it to myself. So I took it on board for a month and I was still working away in the mines at this point and I used to go for a run around the village where we had our little uh, campsite. We used to sleep there and they had a track and I think the track was about 2.2 k's and I just started running and I'm pretty sure I did about 10 laps Whoa. after – yeah, yeah, it was insane. I just, it wasn't a plan, but the energy inside me was just going insane. So I just kept running and I just felt so good and I wanted to do it. Um, and that was about two weeks after I had taken on board Mark Sisson's Primal Concepts. And from then on, it only grew. I only got better in everything I did and I only started feeling better and better. And to be honest, I've never, ever looked back. Yeah. That was it for me. I think it's amazing what you say about that little voice inside of you, you know, sparked that, you know, feeling that this was the right way. I think that's that's amazing. And I think that when, when we do go back to, to Primal, it's not a case of trying something new. It's trying something that our genes expect that and you know that they probably you know as you know you our, our generation growing up in the like 70s 80s 90s haven't been exposed to you know and um, getting back to that you know nutrition um plants and animals based kind of eating so i think that's great that yep. you, you, you your body was just like yes 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 let's do this this is what, <laughs> this is what we need. absolutely and, you know the primal um, blueprint is all about, or the, the primal way of living is all about transitioning from a sugar burner, which is what most of us are and most of us were, on a conventional wisdom diet to a fat burner. And 
that just that change of you running 22 kilometers <laughs> in one go yeah just shows how absolutely you, in two weeks you transition to this fat burner with just like this ample uh, yeah fuel resource and, and you just kept on going that's just that's just so awesome so tell us about i think one of the go on <laughs> I was just going to say one of the worst things I remember was having to, especially working underground and not having that access of food, I, with my activity level, I needed to have something on hand every two and a half hours. Once I changed to primal, I found that I could get through the whole morning, get to lunchtime uh, and not have that dip in energy or that need for food. So that was a huge bonus for me. And you know that's what it is. That's what it's like for people these days with their jobs and everyone is so busy. We don't have time to eat five to six meals a day like we're told to. You know, even if you are working out intensely, it's absolutely unnecessary if you give yourself the right nutrients and you start using your fat for fuel. Because as we know, or you know. It has been studied that it's about, I think it's about 10 times, the fat fuel source lasts about 10 times longer than our sugar fuel source. Yeah, right. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, that's awesome. So You might have to correct me on that, but, yeah, it is a lot longer, your fat fuel source. Yeah. Well, you can feel it, can't you? Like you say, if you, if you I mean, I was the same, I could only go for a couple of hours for my... Um, low fat milk with all brown sugar ran out um whereas you know you can have bacon and eggs for breakfast and you're marching on till you know one two o'clock before you even start to feel hungry and and like you say you know that grazing mentality of a little bit of food all throughout the day is really just a big stress on the digestive system isn't it just constantly be chewing through food all day long Absolutely, your organs have to be working overdrive to, to keep it going inside. So you need to give them a break every now and then, you know? Yeah, and give yourself a break from thinking about what I can bloody eat <laughs> all the time. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so you've talked a little bit about lifestyle already, Amy. Um, tell us about how uh, your lifestyle changed. So I guess that, you know, once you'd started taking on um, – the Marxism advice. Did you get away from your intense regime gym sessions? To be honest, it took a little bit because it was about trusting the process and we all know what it's like when we start something new. It's hard to get away from what you're used to, especially, I mean, the intense workouts before, they certainly gave me uh, the high and the endorphin rush and when you don't know something, it's hard to trust it. But, you know, I was feeling so run down that I, I had to say to myself that I need to give give it a chance. Um, and if the nutrition side of it had, had worked for me so well, then why wouldn't I? Um, so I managed to stick to these principles and I noticed just a huge change, especially in... Uh, my body composition, I became very lean. Mm. Um, I became stronger, that's definitely for sure. And I had so much more energy 
at the start it was very hard to sort of um, not add on to the workouts or not to just keep going that little bit further. Um, but in the end, I got through it and I realised the benefits were huge. So transitioning from your the chronic cardio style, long, intense regime to more of a, like a primal way of working out has resulted in you being leaner and stronger? Absolutely. That's amazing, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I, I agree with you and, um, you know, exercise is wonderful for everything except weight loss, right? <laughs> Which is the one, <laughs> the one reason we all think that we need to do it. But talk us through what your workouts look like now. So once a week I try to get outdoors to do some kind of sprint session, which is um, I, I only sprint for about as long as until I think my form is going, um, you know, which is probably 15 seconds. I'd sprint up and I'd, I would walk back and I'd wait until I'm almost fully recovered. I'd do about five sets of those. And that's really intense on the body systems. And I do a lot of, oh, well, I ride my bike to work at the moment. So I try to, I try to do that pretty easy, cruisy, not too intense because um, I've already done my sprint session. And I like to lift heavy about three times a week because I think that response, uh, especially with fat loss and just uh, your whole way of moving, uh, becomes really strong and, yeah, really you get to really focus in on how your body body can move properly. And when you lift heavy, are you doing it like with your body weight or do you use weight? How do you do that? I usually use weights and I do the big lifts like deadlifts, squats, bench press, um, bent over row, push presses, the really the, the dynamic movements. As opposed to, so you're doing like you're working lots of muscles all at once as opposed to just exactly. working on biceps. That's, yeah. that's right, yep, yep. Which is exactly right. system philosophy. <laughs> that's, right. <laughs> that's right. We don't really need to isolate muscle groups for, you know, you know, unless there is if you're prepping for a body competition, yep, fair enough. We've, or, you know, you want to improve certain aspects of your body in the way that you look, sure, go for it. But um, there's nothing better than, than the big compound lifts. Definitely. And I, I remember all those those hours wasted at body pump with... <laughs> <laughs> with a with a track, with a track for every single muscle in the body that went on for sixty minutes and you know you come out of it exhausted you couldn't you were like wobbling down the stairs because you were so exhausted and um, yeah like I don't know like I did that for years I never got any I did it for like literally ten years three times a week and I never got ripped yeah. I didn't get a six pack I never never lost any weight yeah <laughs> usually I'd spend only about half an hour on these workouts as well because you, you don't really need to spend much longer. You don't want to become catabolic, so. 
Yeah, absolutely. So your workouts now is printing once a week, moving frequently at a slow pace, you know, going around on your bike, and obviously, I guess, in your your work, you'll be moving around, and, and also lifting heavy, short bursts three times a week. Absolutely. That's my favourite one, lifting heavy. I think the women find it really hard to accept or understand in their mindset that lifting heavy uh, isn't going to affect them in a bodybuilder bulking sense. Um, And I think after I started to lift really heavy is when I actually became my leanest and I got toned a lot more. It takes a lot of testosterone and supplementation for females to become bulky from heavy lifting. So that's what I, I, I like to teach the females that come and see me. Don't worry, um, girls. You're not going to end up looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> you just probably you know, have the best body of your life. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Which is awesome. Lifting heavy is is key to everything in life for weight loss, function, strength, uh, longevity. It's you have to have it in your weekly routine, ladies. <laughs> gotta be, gotta be down. Public service <laughs> announcement. Take heed, ladies. And Amy, <laughs> would, you, would you say that lifting heavy things does it have to be done with weights, or could you do it like just with your own your own body weight? Because that's heavy, right? Well, your body weight's heavy if you're not used to lifting it. Do you know what I mean? For me, my body weight's not heavy, but it's but it's not. It's because I have progressed on from that. If you're starting out, yeah, your body weight's going to be heavy for you. You know, so you've got to start somewhere. It's not just about picking up a weight. Whatever is heavy for you is heavy, and whatever stimulates your body and gives you that response. Yeah, that's awesome. So back to your journey, that you were, you had your, your career in the mining industry um, and then you were made redundant. Tell us about that and how that Yes, great. So my mum became unwell and uh, I, had, I took some time off over the period where mining in WA was, was starting to go down and... It was a perfect opportunity for them to make me redundant because I wasn't going to be there anyway. Um, So I knew that if I ever was going to stop mining, that there was no choice for me but to pursue my dream in fitness. So once that happened, um, I enrolled straight away and I jumped on board and I look back now and I think this, you know, when I'm training clients out there now, I think this is where I'm supposed to be. You just get that feeling. You know what's right for you. And the satisfaction of helping other people, not just through fitness but nutrition and simple nutrition, because we've all been told to stick to diets that are simply unattainable. When you can just let people go on their journey step by step, making changes that they can maintain that the is the best part for me is seeing both go hand in hand and so when you're working with your clients emmy do you talk to them about uh, primal way of eating is that what you're your advocate with your clients 
Absolutely, I do. Sometimes I don't seem to <laughs> mention the word because I know that it's got its own little stigma. Um, I'd rather, you know, sometimes I'd rather say uh, we're going to stick to an anti-inflammatory diet because that's basically what prime, uh, primal paleo is, is about reducing the inflammation in the body. Um, and it seems to work quite well because, you know, if someone goes to the doctor and they get told um, that they have a condition, it automatically sticks in their mind and becomes a negative thing. And unfortunately, paleo, primitive, uh, paleo primal has become a little bit of that for some people. So you just need, I'll just explain it just the way it is. It, it's about going back to basics and reducing the inflammatory response in our bodies. And here's, here's how we fix it. Perfect. And that's right. Nobody can argue with an anti-inflammatory diet and they like. Everyone understands what that means. Absolutely not. Whereas, like you said, yep. paleo does have its connotations and, you know, people sort of think there's some kind of extreme thing which doesn't have to be. Um, but, yeah, I love, I love that you do that and you make that more um, appealing to a wider, wider audience of people. So that's fantastic. So tell us about Primal Punk Fitness. Uh, first of all, I <laughs> love the name. What's, what's behind the name? <laughs> Um, so I always, I was, you know, racking my brain over what I'm going to name my business. Um, and I always wanted the word primal in there. Um, and you know, I'm a little bit out there with my hairstyle and, you know, my accessories and things like that. And I like to get into colors. Um, and I, didn't, I was just actually driving one day and, uh, I kept saying primal, primal, primal in my mind and then it's primal punk and that just stuck. And I, I text my, my partner, Vanessa, and I was like, babe, primal punk fitness, primal punk fitness, and um, that was it. It just stuck from there. So um, pretty pretty glad it wasn't taken when I registered it. <laughs> no, that's awesome. It really, like, it totally sums you up. I saw you for the first time, you and Nessie, um, at an event run by Paleo Nutters when they had uh, Damon Gamow from That Sugar Film, and I saw it on uh, yes. Paleo in Perth, and I saw you and and, and I read about Primal Fitness, and I was like, that name is so you, like it's really really <laughs> suits you, and it's just so cool, and it really sticks in the mind, you know, as opposed to just like another well-being kind of thing, you know, it's like no, yeah, punk fitness, <laughs> like I love it, I love it. I'm I, so glad. Yeah. It works. It totally works for you. So what kind of clients do you serve? Who are you, who do you tend to work mostly with? Uh, I get a lot of clients who sort of, they hear about the whole primal side of things uh, and they're not too sure about it, but they, they believe that there's something else out there for them. Um get a lot of people who sort of um, they need to trust something and I guess I've got a good good background with my story and, and all that and maybe I come across as someone who's just pretty chilled out and relaxed so they don't want to get into 
the chronic cardio, um, go hard all the time kind of concept. I think they realise that um, it's not just about high intensity, it's about teaching the body the way that it is supposed to move. Um, yeah, and just something different. That's awesome. But do you work with um, clients on a like one-on-one basis, or do you run group sessions, or how does that work? I'm mobile, so I run group sessions and one-on-one. Um, well, if you're close enough, <laughs> I I'll yeah. I, I've got a bunch of stuff. I just chuck in my car and, and I'll I'll meet people at the park, which is really good for the soul. Obviously, just getting that nature in there as well. Uh, but I also work out of a Plus Fitness in North Perth, so mainly doing one-on-one. We've got a couple of classes going that I run Tuesday, Thursday. Um, but, yeah, open to oh, – I actually do some online work as well. I'm, I'm happy to write programs and, and do some nutrition stuff with people who are not so close to me. That's awesome. So if, if some of our listeners are, you know, are listening from the other side of the planet and they think, oh, this – this Amy sounds awesome and I want to work with her, that they don't need to get on a plane and come to Perth. They can actually work with you like, <laughs> over Skype or something like that. Yeah, absolutely, um, depending on, on what they want. But we're going to do some online exercise videos and things like that so that people can follow them, um, some simple nutrition principles um, depending on how far you want to go, then we can tailor it just for them. So I love it. I love it. I love it. And I also love that you do your workouts outside when you can as well in the park, so you get in that yeah, getting out in nature, getting some sunshine, and connecting with a group of people is um, all what we, what our genes expect, isn't it? All that kind of stuff. Absolutely, it makes a huge difference, especially with our vitamin D deficiency here. In Australia, um, we really need to get out there and exercise at the same time. You just can't go wrong with those two combinations, really. Absolutely. I'm, I'm all for get, doing as much outside as possible. So, you know, phone calls outside, coaching clients outside, we have a shower outside, we eat outside. It's just like as much as you can. And it just, it just feels so much better, don't you, when you're, when you're out amongst the trees? Absolutely. Sure, it's, it's a great feeling. So... For people who are just starting out or, um, you know, thinking about going primal and or if they're already, like some people listening to this have already nailed the food primal-wise, but if they were thinking about doing a workout, have you got any tips as to what they could do to get started? To get started, uh, with the lifting heavy things, always start with, your body weight or start with something relatively light because basically here we're trying to first of all teach the body how to move the correct way you can't go and squat under a barbell with 20 30 kilos on it if you can't squat in the first place so you need to be able to learn how to do the movements in the first place um sprinting you just need to find a park you need to to get out there um do a few warm-up sets and just go at your own pace and do 
the intensity that you can do and build up from there each week. You don't have to manage 10 out of 10 in the first week. It's about building up and feeling comfortable. Um, And, you know, go out and enjoy the nature. Go for a walk, find a beach, find a, a lake or a river and just get out there and move the body, get the oxygen going. It's, you know, it's not just good for fitness but your mind as well. It's all about looking after your mental health. Beautiful. I love that. So what does the future look like, Amy? Like it's so exciting with what you're doing with Primal Pump Fitness and I love your values and your philosophies and what you, the message that you're getting out there. So what does the future look like? So we've actually just come over from, we were in Queensland for two years, so we're just starting to build up here in Perth. The end goal is to get a really cool Primal Punk Fitness gym happening, lots of lots of strength stuff, sleds, um, some really cool things, but we want to have, we want to make our own shampoos and um, soaps, etc., for the showers. We want to have Primal Paleo Cafe in there. Get all the the goodies to re-nourish the body um, and things like that, and just get a real network of of healthy, happy, primal people out there. I love it. I love it. And I've been speaking to your lovely partner Nessie a little bit on social media as well, and. Um, I understand that you guys are hoping to develop the business together in the future. That's right. Ness has actually just signed up to do Mark Sisson's health coach course. So hopefully within three months she will have finished that and we're going to be a big team by the end of it. That's so cool. That's really, really cool. And yeah, I'm so excited to um, next time I'm up in Perth or well when you get there with your Primal Punk Fitness gym to come and have a workout and have some yummy food in your cafe and enjoy all of the I'm sure the lovely low tox um, stuff in in the in shampoo and conditioner and that kind of thing. So wow, I just love it. It's the whole whole Primal experience, you know. So yeah, a wonderful vision. So where can we find you? If people listen to this, like, I want to get in touch with this amazing lady, where can we find you? (laughs) Okay, so on our Facebook page, Primal Punk Fitness, there's only one of us, so (laughs) just punch that in (laughs) and uh, you'll find us there. I'd love to hear from you guys. That's awesome. And we'll have the link to the Facebook page in our show notes as well. Amy, I'm sure that our paths are going to cross again because we're both WA Primal fans. Um, I'm sure that we're just going to keep crossing paths over the next few months and I'd love to have you on the podcast again a little bit further down the track um, so you can keep us posted with how things are going with Primal Punk Fitness. But um, meanwhile, thank you so much for being a guest on the Primal Alternative podcast today. Thank you, Helen. It's been an absolute honour to be here with you today and I appreciate everything. Awesome. Thanks, (laughs) Amy. Thank you. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. 
Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash The Wellness Couch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.